Good morning, Four Oaks. Pastor Paul here on a chilly, chilly, I say, Wednesday morning. It is February 9th, if you can believe that. And so glad that you've joined us. So we take 10 or 15 minutes every weekday, Monday through Friday, to unpack a portion of God's Word, apply it, um, use it as sort of a launching off point into our day. And for this season, we're running concurrently with our series through the Book of Romans. We're preaching through Romans on Sunday mornings at Four Oaks, and we're using these times during the weekday to kind of fill in the gaps, the places where maybe we wanted to spend more time, unpack a little bit more, apply a little more deeply, things we didn't have time to do on Sunday. And we have just gotten to the end of Romans chapter 6 this past Sunday, where Paul is talking about this idea that all of us are bound, all of us are have a master. And our master is either ultimately sin and disobedience, or it is obedience and, and Jesus Christ. And this has raised a lot of issues, and it's part of what Paul is dealing with in this section of Romans, of how we're to relate this idea of grace or salvation, justification by faith, the fact that we are declared righteous by God, we're not uh, attaining to a level of righteousness in order for God to accept us, the fact that we're justified by faith, how does this relate to works? And there were many in the church or just many um, who are hearing Paul's gospel of grace proclamation and saying, well, then it really doesn't matter how we live or if we obey. And, and Paul is trying to address that argument head on. And what we're trying to do here is, is expand that discussion a little bit on these weekday mornings to, to delve deeper into how are, do we, how are we to relate works and faith? How, how, do the, how do these two things go together, knowing that, on one hand, we're justified freely by the grace of God, uh, not by works, no one should boast, but yet we're also told in Hebrews, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Uh, Paul makes it very clear that ongoing unrepentant sin, uh, the, that those exhibiting that will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so I want to look at a couple of passages this morning to help us continue to further um, this discussion. And going back to Romans 3 for a second, um, this is where Paul, you know, really marks, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> marks out this territory of justification by faith. And let's, let's look at Romans 3.22 for a second. Paul says, for there is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. Now, flip over in your Bibles um, to Galatians chapter 2. Paul also echoes this same theme, and listen to what he says in Galatians chapter 2 about justification. Um, verse 15, chapter 2 of Galatians. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because the works by work because by works of the law no one will be justified. So it couldn't be any clearer, right? The issue is then what James has to say in his epistle, in James chapter 2, about this issue. So, and, and it, it can be confusing if we don't understand the context, but I think 
when we understand James in his context, it'll help us understand what Paul's saying. In other words, these two things go together. James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things that needed for the body, what good is that? So faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you not... Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? So, wow. We've got two texts which seemingly say opposite, contradictory things. Paul says you're justified by faith. James says you're not justified by faith. You're justified justified by faith and works. And, and I remember being in my sophomore Western Civ class, Dr. Haas, 1988, reading these two passages and then challenging all of us as a class to answer um, this idea that the Bible, in fact, does not contradict itself because it's so clearly that it does. Well, remember, Scripture interprets Scripture. And we have to use the whole scope of God's Word um, to understand um, how it ties together. In other words, we can't just rip verses out of context. One of my seminary profs used to say, you can quote the Bible and commit heresy if you do it out of context and in the wrong way. So how are we to relate what James says to what Paul says? Okay, so there, there, there's two things I think we want to say about this. James makes it clear that he is not talking about saving faith, okay? He's talking about a simple declaration on the part of people that simply because they mentally assent to certain facts and truths about God, that this, in fact, equates to saving faith. Look at verse 14, James chapter 2. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? Well, what kind of faith is Paul talking about there? Well, it's very clear from the context. He's talking about the faith of demons, okay? Look at verse 19. You believe that God is one. In other words, I believe, I assent, I affirm, even the demons believe and shudder. So, in other words, what Paul, what James is holding up here is this idea that faith means simple intellectual assent. He says, well, even the demons have that. Even the demons believe in God. Even the demons believe that that there is a God, that he is the Lord of the universe, but they're not saved because they're not entrusting themselves to it. And, and what James is saying is that that's actually not faith at all. That's demonic faith. It's intellectual faith, but it's not saving faith. James says saving faith is by necessity demonstrated or evidenced by works. All right. Remember we, we talked yesterday, Luther says you are saved by faith alone, but not by a faith that is alone. So one, James and Paul are talking about two different kinds of faith. The kind of faith that James is talking about is really not faith at all, but it was held up as faith by those who simply said, ah, you know, I believe, I believe in God, just like, you know, you and I might believe in Abraham Lincoln because we read about him in a history book. Nothing about that knowledge is saving because we haven't entrusted ourselves to it. 
we haven't repented. We haven't turned from our former way of life to Jesus. It's just a, just an intellectual exercise. The second thing we want to say here is that James and Paul are using justified in a different way. Now, there's lots of words in the English language which sound the same, are spelled the same, but yet which mean different things in different contexts. And I was sitting here, and there's a gazillion words, but of course, because I'm live on this broadcast right now, I can't, I can't think of any. Um, and so there's, you know, for example, the word no, K-N-O-W. Um, it can mean to, to, ha to apprehend or to understand something, but it can also mean to relate personally, deeply, and intimately. I know about this. I know that person. Okay, they're, they're same word, but different meanings, different nuances. Well, when Paul is using the word justification, he's using it in the sense of being declared righteous. Okay, it's an act. It's a declaration. It's a statement. It's a, it's, it's a judicial verdict rendered by God. When James uses the word justification, he's meaning it to use to demonstrate, to reveal, to, to evidence by. So, so if I was going to say, I want to justify my actions or my reasoning, I'm explaining them. I am, I'm attempting to demonstrate why I did what I did. And when you think about those two uses of justification, same Greek word, but, but different context uses, Paul's talking about an absolute declaration objectively by God. James is using the word justification um, as in the sense of, of to demonstrate, to show evidence, to, to reveal. Um, and they're really not talking about different things at all. Paul's talking about this objective reality of justification by faith. James is saying, if you want to know that you've truly apprehended justification by faith, embraced Christ, here are the things that begin to correspondingly happen in their life. Now, interestingly, to lend support to this, both Paul and James quote the same verse to emphasize their point. Look at verse 23 in James chapter 2. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Paul quotes that same verse all the time. Both of them understand that, that, that faith in God, that, that righteousness in God is obtained by faith. Paul's just saying, talking about the objective reality and process of that. <coughs> Excuse me. James is talking about the evidence of that. So two things that fit so nicely together, but in understand understood in their context, they don't contradict, they very much complement. So what does this mean for understanding the relationship between faith and works? We can never say that works are unimportant or disobedience is unimportant or obedience is unimportant. It's better to say in what way is it important, okay? And how we answer that question is crucial, right? It's the found, it's not the, the foundation, okay, or the basis of our faith, those works, but they most certainly are the necessary result because what God has begun in a believer through his sanctifying work of the Spirit, he will carry on to completion until 
the day of Christ Jesus. Okay, that's our lesson for today. Hope that was somewhat helpful. Um, we'll continue on this theme tomorrow, but for today, let me pray for us. Lord, um, give us your wisdom and understanding and discernment to know how to rightly um, interpret your word, how to rightly divide the word of truth. And so, Father, I pray that we would take great comfort today in knowing that it's all by grace. You've saved us by your grace, and the fruit, the result, the obedience that shows up in our lives is also by your grace. We ask these things in your son's name. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.